Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome, everybody, to worship on this Palm Sunday, this beginning of Holy Week. Uh, this is the day that we remember how Jesus entered into Jerusalem on that donkey, uh, humbly coming into that capital city with shouts of Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we also praise our Lord and our King today. Hopefully you got a palm branch, and if you did, you can wave that at any time, um, uh, especially as we sing our praises. And I know the kids are going to be uh, coming in in procession too as they wave their palm branches as well. For our friends worshiping online, a reminder, you can go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and there under the resources tab, you can find the bulletin for this service, and you can follow along. There's also a, a give tab there where you can give your offering and your tithes to the church and to the Lord and his work. Got a few announcements to share before we begin worship today. Uh, this is Holy Week, like I said, and we will, of course, be joining together for some very special worship services this week. We will come together on Thursday, which is Monday, Thursday. Service time is 11 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. And Holy Communion, of course, will be served at both of those services. Good Friday, we will worship at 12 noon and 6.30 p.m. Both services are identical tenebrae services. Then on Good Friday, there's also a Treor service at Blessed Savior Lutheran Church on Shackleford Road in Florissant. Uh, what that is, that's a three-hour service which meditates that whole service. Uh, there's times where we meditate on the seven last words of Jesus Christ from the cross. That starts at 12 noon, and you may come and go as that fits your schedule. Um, various, various pastors from around the area are preaching on the seven words. I'll be preaching on the fourth word of the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So I enjoy, and invite you to also come to that Treyar service if you can at Blessed Savior. Then on Easter weekend, we will celebrate the resurrection of our Lord on Saturday at 5 p.m. for Easter Vigil, and then on Sunday at 8.30 and 11 a.m., our normal Sunday schedule. For the kids, there will be an Easter egg hunt on that Saturday of Easter, uh, April 16th. Crafts and games start at 10 a.m., and uh, egg hunt begins at 11. Please share that information with family, with, with uh, friends, with neighbors, and invite the kids to come on up for an Easter egg hunt on the Saturday of Easter. And we will enjoy an Easter breakfast together on Easter morning, starting at 7.30, going through to about 10.45. We need a few more helpers, so if you can help, you can talk to Bill Resnick or sign up at that sign-up sheet in the, in the commons area and, uh, or just let the church office know that you can help. And as we look forward to Easter, you may order Easter lilies to beautify the chancel area up here. Information about that is in your weekly. Uh, note the deadline, though. The deadline for ordering those lilies is tomorrow, April 11th, so, so keep that in mind. One last reminder that our seniors and homebound worship service and lunch is tomorrow, uh, Monday, April 11th. Worship begins at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, lunch follows down in the gym. Uh, please sign up on that sheet in the Welcome Center so we know you're coming. You don't have to be a senior or homebound to come to that service. It's just another opportunity to worship our Lord on Holy, during this Holy Week. So, so come and join us on that day. Chapel of the Cross will be hosting the Bach Society of St. Louis Young Artist Concert on Saturday the 23rd of April at 3 p.m. That is a free concert um, and any time you can hear the Bach Society in concert is a, is a good thing. So, uh, uh, and it'll be here at Chapel of the Cross. Advanced registration is strongly recommended for that, though. The website to register is listed on the back page of your Chapel Weekly today. So put that on your calendar Saturday, April 23rd at 3 p.m. And we are looking forward to summer camp starting on May 31st. 
I uh, can believe we're thinking about summer already, but, but, but we are. May 31st is when summer camp starts. The theme for summer camp this year is One Way from Jesus' words, I am the way and the truth and the life. And uh, we've got registration packets available at the Welcome Center. If somebody in your family or from your neighborhood might be interested in, in camp, uh, please take one or more of those registration packets and, and uh, share that with them. For those interested in the Chapel Travelers Branson trip, there's going to be a meeting immediately after this service today here in the sanctuary. Uh, more information is in the weekly, but if you're interested in that trip, uh, just stay in your seat after church and, and there will be a short meeting about that. And you probably saw it as you come in, came in today, but there's some goodies for sale from our Mary and Martha uh, group. All proceeds go to ministry, and um, of course they're goodies, so you'll enjoy those. So go ahead and purchase those if you would like. Uh, those are available over by the office area. And our elder of the, of the week is John Rogers. John, where are you? John is right here. He's, gonna, he's one of our newer elders. He's going to be greeting you as a, at the back door as you leave today. Get to know John as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship on this Palm Sunday. We begin by singing together that opening hymn, All Glory, Lot, and Honor, on page 3 in your bulletin. And we stand to sing it together.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace Peace in heaven, heaven. and glory in the highest heaven. Rejoice with all your heart, people of Zion. Shout in triumph, people of Jerusalem. Look, your King is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. He is humble and rides on a donkey, on a colt, a young pack animal. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. We come into the presence of our King in need of peace and forgiveness. I confess before you, Lord Jesus, King of glory, that I am not at peace with you or with my neighbors. With my thoughts, words, and deeds, I have sinned. I deserve the punishment you endured. I deserve the death you died. I come to you seeking forgiveness for my sins and the peace that only you can give. In you may I find this peace and pardon. Save me for my sin. Amen. St. Paul writes, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Upon this your confession, I as a called and ordained servant of the word announce the grace of God to all of you and in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks Thanks be to God.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, on this day your Son entered the holy city, Jerusalem, to fulfill your will by his death on the cross. Help us to follow him through this week and all our days, that we may be drawn closer to you by a faith full of the knowledge of the sacrifice and victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. judges people and have compassion on his servants when he sees their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free he will say now where are their gods the, the rock they took refuge in the gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings let them rise up to help you let them give you shelter see now that I myself am he there is no God besides me I put to death and I bring to life. I have wounded and I will heal, and no one can de deliver out of my hand. This is the word of the Lord. We speak responsibly at our Psalm of the Day, portions of Psalm 118. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine upon us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. The epistle is from the second chapter of Philippians. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at that, uh, the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn of the word.
In the name of Jesus, dear Christian friends, it had all the makings of a great day. I invite you to imagine the scene with me this morning. Put yourself there in Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday. No doubt the sun is shining brightly, the temperature around 70 degrees. A great day for a parade. Children are delightfully scurrying about, playing and laughing and singing. The joy of the Passover festival permeates the city, Jerusalem, as family groups have come from all over to celebrate together this commemoration of God's redemption. Your family has come as well. You have traveled a long way. This long journey reminds you of what the Passover is all about. Years ago, God redeemed his people Israel by bringing them out of slavery in Egypt. Years ago, God led the people Israel through the Red Sea and into the Promised Land, this very land where you stand now, with Jerusalem right in the center. You look up and you see the incredible temple. This is the marker of God's presence among us. God, who delivered us out of slavery in Egypt. God, who delivered us out of captivity in Babylon. God, who now dwells with us in this magnificent holy temple. But there's an extra buzz about this particular Passover celebration. Jesus is coming. Jesus. You've heard many things about him. You've heard that he is an incredible teacher. You've heard that he heals the sick and he casts out the demons. A friend of yours had been one of the many people who had been healed when Jesus came to your town a few months ago. You remember the look on her face as she told you all about him and all that he had done for her. And just a week ago, you heard that Jesus had raised a man, Lazarus, from the dead. Four days dead, really dead. Jesus raised him from the dead. Some say that this Jesus is a prophet, like the prophets from long ago. Others say that he is the Messiah, come to set us free from our slavery to the Romans, just as God delivered our people out of the hands of captors in Egypt and in Babylon. You're not sure what to make of Jesus, but you know you have to see him. And you'll get your chance. You've heard that there will be a parade today where Jesus will make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And in fact, at this very moment, you hear and see the energy of the city growing, voices raising, music playing, people gathering together in celebration. They're assembling at the entrance of the city, so you quickly make your way over there. The people are lined up on either side of the street, singing, dancing, clapping and reciting the psalms. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, 
save. You join in this refrain, chanting praises to God for this prophet who may even be God's Messiah. And then he rounds the corner, and you see him. Jesus, riding on a donkey. People lay their cloaks on the street, and the celebration grows even louder. The Pharisees and the religious leaders, they are indignant. And you see them telling Jesus to have the people stop praising him in the way that they are. But the people want this moment. They want to celebrate this prophet. They want to inaugurate this freedom-bringing Messiah. Your gaze is fixed on Jesus. He's not what you expect. There's not the usual hubris that comes with other leaders. In his eyes, his spirit, his posture, you can tell that there's something different about this Jesus. And it's really confusing. This should be the moment where Jesus makes his move. Jesus, don't you hear the crowds? We could start a revolution right here, right now. Jesus, save us. We want to be free. Hosanna in the highest. We want to be rid of these Romans. Jesus, show us a sign. Perform a miracle that will excite the crowd into a frenzy, and then we'll have all the momentum that we need. Jesus, the whole world is coming after you. Just stand up and lead us. Be the Jesus we expect. Be the Jesus we need. But it doesn't work out that way. And while Jesus does do some incredible teaching over the next few days, he doesn't claim political authority or leadership. And while he does go into the temple and overturn the tables, the money tables where people are scamming the faithful who come to, get their, to, come to give their gifts, he overturns the tables but he doesn't overturn the government. Instead, he quietly prepares for and celebrates the Passover with his disciples, as any rabbi would, as your family also does. He really isn't the Messiah or the prophet that you expect. And the next time you see him, that deflated feeling leads to other feelings. Doubt, resentment, and scorn. What good is this prophet that doesn't deliver on God's promises of freedom? What good is a Messiah that doesn't actually save us? This Jesus is one big letdown. So much potential, but so misguided. And what's this you hear about Jesus blaspheming? The religious leaders are making this accusation against him that Jesus claimed to be God. How dare he? 
Not even Moses, the greatest prophet, the one who brought our people out of Egypt and into the promised land. Not even Moses made that kind of a claim. Maybe they're right. Maybe Jesus is dangerous. Blasphemy. Claiming to be God, that's punishable by death. A chance of the crowd swell around you again. And again you find your voice joining them. Just a few days ago you were crying out, Hosanna. And now, doubt and resentment and scorn overflow from you in cries of crucify, crucify. It was a great day for a parade. It was a great week for the Passover. But it all ended so badly. And as much as we want to think that we would have acted differently had we been there, that we would have responded differently had we been there, I think it's pretty easy to see that we too would have been caught up in it all. After all, in our daily lives, we get caught up in doubt and resentment and scorn. We expect a day to be a good day, and so quickly it turns bad. We expect things to work out in particular ways, and they don't. We expect prosperity when we've been promised provision. We expect a life of ease when we've been promised trials. We have certain expectations of God, and when God doesn't show up how we expect, we doubt, and we resent, and we scorn. It's easy to cheer on a Savior who does exactly what we want. It's even easier to crucify a Savior who does not meet our expectations. The people on that first Palm Sunday, they didn't get it. They didn't understand. And too often, we don't get it. We don't understand. But Jesus did. Jesus understood that the climax of his ministry was not in the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday. It was not for the cheers and the sweet praises of the children. It was not for the praises and adoration of the people. The climax of Jesus' ministry was the cross and the empty tomb. The climax of Jesus' ministry came on the worst day, not the best the darkest day, not the brightest. Not through political freedom, but through subjugation to an unjust trial and sentence. Not through Palm Sunday, but through a Friday 
that we inexplicably have come to call good. The people didn't get it. And we often don't get it. But Jesus does. Jesus knows how to call a thing what it is. Jesus teaches us to avoid the empty things of this world and to set our hearts and our minds on things above. Jesus teaches us humility and sacrifice rather than selfish ambition and gain. Jesus teaches us that the hardest path, not the easiest, is often the best. And in taking that hard path, that path to the cross and to the empty tomb, Jesus wins for you forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Christian friends, the good news of Jesus is the same for you today as it was that first Palm Sunday centuries ago. Your expectations are not responsible for your salvation. Amen, right? Yes? Your expectations are not responsible for your salvation. Thank the Lord. Jesus is. Jesus saves you. Jesus saves you despite your sin, despite your doubt, despite your resentment, despite your scorn. Despite your taking up voice and action, calling out with the crowds, crucify him. We remember this each time we take communion. The Sanctus that we sing recounts the Palm Sunday narrative. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The Agnus Dei that we sing recounts the crucifixion. Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. And the meal itself is the meal of God's salvation, the fulfillment of the Passover of old, the very presence of Christ in sacramental union with the body, with the bread and wine, given and shed for you for forgiveness, for life and salvation. This meal is the foretaste of the feast to come. This meal is the meal of God's faithfulness making a good day, even out of the worst of days, fulfilling God's promise in ways that are way beyond our expectation. And this is what Paul is speaking of in our epistle for the day. This is the mind that we have that is like Christ, that orients us to the world. It helps us to see the world differently. It's a posture that advocates for truth and righteousness rather than power and authority. It's a posture that sees good in the worst days, even as we also see God's humility and grace in our best days. It's a posture that realizes that a good day isn't measured by expectations but in Christ's redemption of sinners. That's a good day. It's a posture that waits in hope 
for the final return of Christ. When every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In that day, there will be no more bad days. There will be no more false expectations. There will be no more doubt or resentment or scorn. In that day, we will eternally praise our Savior who comes in the name of the Lord and who remains with us forever. May the whole world go after that Jesus. And may we be the voice by the power of the Holy Spirit that leads people to him. Amen. We rise and make witness of our faith in the words of the creed. Be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. God of our salvation, your beloved Son entered the holy city on this day to shouts of Hosanna, for truly he came in the name of the Lord. Hear us now as we bring to you our prayers on behalf of the church and of all people in every place, giving us confidence that for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, you hear us and you grant our requests according to your holy will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, you have called us together in this congregation to build up one another, to proclaim the gospel in our community, and to be your hands and your feet in showing your love in this place. Open our hearts during this holy week to appreciate even more the great sacrifice that you made on our behalf through the suffering and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have called governments into existence to keep the peace and to protect citizens. We pray that you would move all rulers to govern with justice and mercy. We pray especially for our own President Joe Biden, for Congress, judges, and state and local officials, that they may provide a safe environment for us to live in and allow for the clear presentation of the message of salvation in our land. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, you have made all that exists. In your wise providence, you continue to provide the necessities of life. Move us to be generous in sharing our resources with those who lack those necessities. Protect all who serve our communities, our police and our fire departments, that they may perform their duties in safety. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all who are ill in mind, body, or spirit. We especially remember this day Debbie Wells and Dan Wells as he recovers from surgery. Great God, support them and others who are hurting, who are ill, or who are recovering. Help them in their hour of need with your protecting hand. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we ask you to comfort your children who are mourning the loss of loved ones. Grant your comfort especially to Ken Gurler and his family upon the death of his sister, Linda Merrill. Give them strength and give them peace in your promises of resurrection and life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift, lift them to the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who accomplished the salvation of mankind by the tree of the cross, that where death arose, their life also might rise again, and that the serpent who overcame by the tree of the garden might likewise by the tree of the cross be overcome. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you.
Please stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. Grant, O Lord, that the lips which have sung your praise in the sanctuary may glorify you in the world, that the ears which have heard the voice of your songs may be closed to the voice of clamor and dispute, that the eyes which have seen your great love may also behold your blessed hope, that the tongues which have confessed your name may ever speak the truth, and that the bodies of all who have tasted of your Son's living body and blood may be restored to newness of life. Through the same, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together. Amen.